Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Oh, we do have a combo this week. No Tyler. He's taking the week off. Well-deserved. Redhead's got to sleep, too. It's true. So it's just the two of us. We can make this pot if we try. Just Just the the two two of us. us. Making the playoffs where I die. That's right. Why is the music starting again? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Tyler. He's trolling us from afar. I love it. The ghost of Tyler. Hey, now, now we're, hey, it was a hey, long core the there. Production value, always <laughs> yeah. spot on this podcast. <laughs> so I am Doug Eddie, your host, here with James Kreese, Hello. BFF underscore chef himself. And we are here to talk about the final week of the regular season for us playoffs for fantasy to get into the playoffs starting next week. Luckily, this week, uh, there was only one league, and it's a redraft league I do with some other Boston analysts. Shout out to Pete Overzet, by the way. Um, had his first baby uh, a yeah. couple days ago. So shout out to Pete. Congratulations. He's in that league um, with me. And it looks like I'm. Uh, if I won, won, I'm in. And James, I picked up Chris Moore this morning and started him. Oh, you lucky devil. Let's go. And imagine if he had that touchdown that he probably should have had. He would have had yeah. like 30 points. But McCaffrey saved my bacon. I started Jared Goff. He did well. Um, so it looks like I'm going to win and get in. I'll be a late seed. You never know what can happen. That's my mentality. I don't care if I have a one, two, three, four, five, six seed. As long as I get into the playoffs, it don't matter. I've won many a leagues from the five or six seed. So as long I love as I that get wild in, card spot, I love the grit. I, I mean, why not? That's part of football anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've won uh, a championship I, coming in in the six seed. So have I. So just get in and get to the dance. That's where it is at. So we're going to bring to you some. So we got some injuries news, and we'll talk about that. That is going to impact the first week of the playoffs. Uh, one really big name that we got to keep an eye on, and then some other yeah, semi-minor pieces, not really as important, but might o- open up some opportunity for others. Maybe you get them in your starting lineup. Maybe you don't. And then we're going to go game by game, give you some of our observations and feedback that we saw in this beautiful week 14. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our um, lovely sponsor. It's Manscaped. You know it's Manscaped. It's always Manscaped. They are absolutely awesome product. And, you know, I use the product, so it's very easy for me to talk about it. The skin safe technology, I've never once nicked myself up anywhere on my luscious body. I've I've never bled a drop because I've used Manscaped. It's awesome. It's got the LED light if you need some guidance. It's waterproof, so you can rinse it off real quick. No big deal. Clean it off. Put it back. Comes. It, it is a wireless charger, which is awesome, so you just plug it in. doesn't take long to charge whatsoever. And it comes with the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear trimmer, so if you want to keep yourself dolphin smooth from the head oh. to the feet, you can do it because you have the Weed Whacker as well. Head to the fin? Head to the fin. And not only that, <laughs> you, you can look good, but you can also smell good with the Crop Preserver, the Cleanser, and the Reviver. It's going to make your package, the total package, much like Lex, Lu- Lex Luger, the total package. If you're a wrestling fan, shout out to you. Respect. Uh, so Lex Luger, total package. It's awesome. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls, they're going to look up at you or you look down at them. 
They're going to wink at you and they're going to thank you. All right, let's move on to some injuries. It was a bad week to be a quarterback this week. Lots of quarterback injuries. I'm just going to go over them and then we'll talk about it real quick. So Russell Wilson left the game in the early fourth quarter with a head injury. He's in concussion protocol. As we know, he may miss next week. Now, if you're relying on Russell Wilson and you made the playoffs, congrats, first of all. But he actually looked pretty good this week. Um, He had his first three touchdown game of the season, which is crazy. Um, So we want to keep an eye on that situation. Mike White got injured multiple times. He was taken to the hospital after the game to be evaluated for an internal injury. Kenny Pickett is also in concussion protocol. Tyler Huntley is also in concussion protocol. Um, So these are QBs that in a week where we had a lot of buys, I know I started Tyler Huntley in a league. I started Mike White in a league. I started Russell Wilson in a league. Um, now in Superflex, hopefully next week with all the teams back, it won't be as big of a deal. Um, you know, out of these ones, James, is there anybody's backup or anything, or you, you're just kind of avoiding this. I mean, this will impact the pass catchers on these teams too, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I might go out and say that, you know, um, Zach Wilson might be someone, but no, I, I'm not. I'm not going down that. Was path. he even active today? Because they put Flacco in. I don't think so. I think Flacco no. stepped in for him in the rain. Uh, it was a, a gruesome game. Um, Huntley, uh, I don't know about that either. No, I, I would say no. I don't think I would even want to go out and get Mitchell Trubisky after his I mean, three interception showing today. Yeah, I mean, he did give the juice. He give the, did give the offense a little bit of juice, but the picks were obviously concerning. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, so it's throwing definitely... ducks up there in the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too great. And then Brett Rippon stepped in for Russell Wilson. He, I think, he did have a touchdown pass. Yes, he did in that game. Um, Man, so yeah, I just... think Russell's still picking the grass out of his helmet. <sighs> like yeah. it was like just chunk there, man. Yeah, Russell. Uh, he was having he was having a pretty good game. He looked a little bit like the Russell of old a wee bit. And uh, we'll talk about you know the teammate of his that popped off today for the first time this year and. It maybe showed some promise for those owners that have been frustrated for a long time with him. Um, the big injury, fantasy-wise, is going to be Debo Samuel. He yeah. left the game in the first half on a cart, twisted ankle. Originally, some people said it might be a knee injury. When I saw it, I mean, me being the spectacular fantasy doctor that I am. <laughs> I, I, did I just see? Hold on. I thought I just saw an animal move across there. I um, An animal? An animal. Was it I, a cheetah? I don't I'm know hoping so. Oh no, it's not an animal. It was just your is your oh. foot? Okay. My wife. Oh, like, I thought it was Tyree Kill running across the TV. Go upstairs. It was Lincoln. I was like, what did I just see out of my corner of my eye? Um, so Debo Samuel, I saw it and I was like, oh, it looks like a high ankle sprain to me. And it looks like that's what it might be, but he is gonna get an MRI on Monday. Uh, so bro, we saw Brock Purdy today, and we won't go game by game, but I mean, obviously, Debo not being in an offense, they still scored points without him. Plenty of weapons on that team. I mean, CMC, you mentioned. Uh, pre-show, he just popped off. He was gonna pop. He's gonna continue to pop off. Uh, even George Mason got into it a little bit later on in the game. George so, Mason, like the university, or Jordan Mason, the running. Jordan player. Mason is that <laughs> his name? This is Jordan Mason. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, you. well, you know, George Jordan, close. Mr. Mason, the running back. Uh, he even got in there. Don't be confused with Trey Mason from back in the I, day. I really think that this offense is built to spread the ball around regardless. So losing one piece like Debo, yeah, it's going to hurt fantasy rosters, but it, it looks to be that as, as long as he didn't like um, really, I guess, what? What do you do to your ankle? Twist it? No, sprain high, it? Break I think it's it? A high ankle. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's a he, high ankle. If he sprained it, I mean, lo- hopefully he'll be back for the playoffs. 
for the 49ers. Yeah, they play on third. They play on Thursday night, so I don't anticipate him playing in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. That I'm would not be, a doctor by any means. That would be a that would be a miracle if Call uh, me he Dr. Love. pulls that one off. Uh, other wide receivers that got hurt: uh, Corey Davis left with a concussion. Cool. Uh, Tyler Boyd hurt his finger and did not return. So we have that. I mean, those the guys aren't thing, super and, fantasy relevant. Right. And there is one super fantasy relevant player that like wasn't hurt, but didn't play uh, Tyler Boyd's teammate T Higgins. That yes. was something uh, very, very disturbing. Yeah. So it looks like it was a hamstring injury. And then um, the coach said that they didn't want him out there. So I think that they're like, you know what? We've got this game in hand. We know we can win this game without T and they don't want to risk him. So I think that's that that's what that was all about is that like why put him back out there? He has been dinged up in the last month. So yeah. makes sense. They're obviously a playoff team. So they're looking towards the future and uh you know T maybe he misses this next week. It's going to be a situation to monitor. And then last but not least, Damian Pierce uh had tweaked his ankle in the fourth and then um he wasn't in there for like the last series. Looks like he could have come back, but it's something to keep an eye on. Rex Burkhead got a couple of goal line carries. Ugh. Uh, if Rex Burkhead were to punch that in and the Cowboys would have lost, I would have been so would happy. Been so happy. The Texans should have won that game. Um, and they played their asses off for a good part of it. And unfortunately, Dallas comes down the field and wins the damn thing. But Houston, shout out to them. They get an A for effort with the quarterback carousel between Jeff Driscoll and Mechanek Mills. Like there was just a lot of stuff going on in that game. And we'll get to that game here shortly. But before we do, you know, your league, this is the last week of the regular season. Playoffs start tomorrow. If you are behind, get off your ass while you're doing Christmas shopping. Ooh. Go on trophysmack.com. Go get your championship belt or trophy from trophysmack.com. And when you do, use code DHHRING. Get a free $60 championship ring. You can keep it. Maybe give it to the high score of the league. Whatever you want to do with it. You'll get it for free when you order a trophy or a belt. And also, if you have someone that's in the basement of your league, you can get something for them for being a loser, whether it's a toilet seat, a trophy. You can do all the things. And not only for football, hockey, basketball, baseball, when that starts up again, unfortunately, and it's a slog of a summer. Or soccer, if you're doing like a World Cup league. I don't know. Uh, use code DHH ring. Get that free ring at checkout today. Now's the time to do that, too. Like, Don't it's, wait. The playoffs are starting next week. Don't be that commissioner that waits until January to 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 order a trophy or that former winner that waits like six months to ship the belt back to where it needs yeah. to go. Shout I out to Al kind of people. Ah! It me. I did it. <laughs> I didn't want to ship it back to Minnesota. It was a pain in the ass. Anywho, <laughs> maybe I'll get it back this year. Probably not. We'll see what happens. All right, let's go. Let's start with our games. And I want to start with Thursday. Uh, so we saw maybe the future of the LA Rams at quarterback Baker Mayfield step in. I've got a theory that Matt Stafford, I think his injuries are not great. And I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Stafford, he won a Super Bowl. He's made a bajillion dollars in the NFL. Still a young guy. He's in his mid thirties. If he were to walk away from the game, wouldn't be surprised. Patrick now, Stafford. Matt, <laughs> yes. Uh, so the Rams are the only team that put in a waiver for Baker. Baker comes in. John Wolford gets the start. Oh, cool. that killed me. Does a series and then Baker takes over. Looks pretty good considering I, I don't know how many times we heard it on the broadcast that he was only there for two days, maybe 40 to 60 times. More um, than he threw it. They were amazed that, like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, just shut up. We get it. I, I mean, the guy is a professional football player. He was drafted. It's not like he's never seen plays in his before. At the like, top of the NFL draft, he was a Heisman winner. Like, these things 
go hand in hand and he knows football. He's just been in very, very unfortunate situations with the Browns coach after coach after coach. Then he moves to Carolina coach after coach in the same year. Like, so there, there should be a little bit of wiggle room. I don't know how much of an excuse I want to give Baker because he has let me down, but after seeing him on Thursday night, I am, I am happy and hopeful that there is a resurgence in his uh, dynasty career. Yeah, I mean, maybe Stafford retires. Maybe Baker's the guy. He signs like a cheap one or two year deal to like prove himself. We know McVay's a good offensive mind of a coach. Um, and they rallied around him. You saw that at the end of the game, they gave Baker the game ball. Everyone was jacked and pumped. Like, that's good to see. Maybe there's a future there. But if not, maybe he's auditioning for his next team. We don't know. At least it gave Baker Mayfield some dynasty value, which he was severely lacking after getting cut from the Panthers. So it gives us hope. I have Baker on a couple of teams. Um, and of course I wasn't starting him, but it's like, you know what? Like maybe he becomes a starter. I don't know. Um, but at least there's some hope there for Baker, you know, not much to really talk about from the Rams offensively. Van Jefferson scores the late game winning touchdown. Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek. Yeah. No, Cooper cup junior. No, not really. Um, Skoranek, <laughs> you know, has a ton of catches like 80 yards receiving Tyler Higby doesn't do much. Cam Akers and Kyron Williams. I mean, that run game is not great. The offensive line is still not good. Uh, I'm uh, probably still not starting back weeks with acres getting into the end zone though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's touchdown reliant. You can't predict them. You should have better options on your rosters than starting cam Akers, unless you've been devastated by injuries. Now this week you might've had to start him because of buys, but outside of that, like you should have some better options. I would hope, but desperation. Sure. You know, he's going to get carries even after he fumbled. McVay was not very happy with him. <laughs> and then he did get the goal line carry, which was good to see at least. Uh, and then the other side of the ball, the Raiders, man, like Derek they, Carr, let us down. Terrible game from Derek Carr. He parked the, the car. The Rams played like they wanted to win the game. Like they played hard. The defense was good. Um, you know, Carr struggled. Josh Jacobs has a nice game. He did hurt his pinky, by the way, but they kind of buddy taped it. I don't think he's going to miss any time. And he still looks great. Josh Jacobs having a career year uh, and still doing awesome things. Over 100 yards from scrimmage again. Devontae Adams has a quiet game. He did have a big uh, a big completion against Ramsey. But other than that, he didn't do much. I Darren, wish he'd done more because we've seen him beat Jalen Ramsey. For sure. Uh, Foster Moreau, if you started him, like I did, a big bagel for you. Uh, Darren Waller should be back next week. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Turf sure. Toe. Go check out his Turf Toe wrap that he just put out. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Turf Toe wrap. Dude, put, a, put a shirt on, bro. Jesus. Anyway. So, oh. yeah, not much really to report for the raid. Matt Collins, still involved. Cool. I, this game was what, 17-16? It was 17-16, LA. Not, it was not a lot going on. So I would just like to move on from it, unless you have anything else to add. No, I think we covered everything important. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Alrighty. Let us start with today's games. Let's start with the Jets and the Bills. All right. We're gonna go there. I, you know, I thought this this game was a zero-zero at the half. Like it was the only game they didn't have any points. The Bills end up winning 20 to 12 to move to 10 and 3. The Jets, obviously, Mike White was hurt a lot. He threw the ball 44 times, didn't have any touchdowns. Garrett Wilson looks good. Again, shout out to Tyler. Wilson was his wide receiver one in this class, and he's mm -hmm. looking like he's the that wide dude. receiver one in the class. He's looking like he is <laughs> that dude. Um, but Zonovan Knight, so Michael Carter was back, played a, played a limited role. James Robinson, healthy scratched, RIP <laughs> to James Robinson. Zonovan Knight, 17 for 71 on the ground. He scored a touchdown. Uh, 
this is three weeks in a row he's been fantasy relevant. I think for the rest of the season, you can probably trust Zonovan Knight as a flex play. The Jets, I think, have a pretty favorable schedule coming up against the run, too. So I liked what I saw from him. On the Bills, it was quiet for everyone. James Cook didn't do anything. Devin Singletary didn't do anything. Gabriel Davis didn't do anything. Stephon Diggs didn't do anything. Dawson Knox got some volume and a touchdown. Cool. Um, a disappointing day for the Bills, but I think it says more about the Jets' defense. What do you think, uh, James? I agree. And then just to run it back with the Zonovan Knight, bam, bam, Knight. Oh. Um, I think that's his nickname, bam. It anyway, uh, Michael Carter fumbled, and Robert Sala said, uh-uh, you're done. See you later, bye. And it was the Zonovan Knight show, and I think it's going to continue from now on. He definitely outsnapped Michael Carter big time, and yeah. it looks like he, you know, low range. I, I had him ranked in our in our early Dynasty rookie rankings, probably around running back 13 or 14, but it's funny how they these things come to fruition, and it's a nice little bonus for the end of the fantasy season. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you listen to some of the beat reporters in the preseason, um, they had they had really good things to say about Zonovan Knight. He was obviously like fourth on the depth chart, right? Because they have Brees Hall. So mm -hmm. you're playing Zonovan Knight this year. If you have him, keep him on your taxi next year in case Brees Hall maybe is a little bit later to get back or he gets injured again. Um, I have Zonovan Knight in a league where I have Brees Hall and Michael Carter. So I got the Jets backfield all wrapped up. So I'm good. I mean, do you think it might be somewhat of a Khalil Herbert experiment next season when Brees Hall comes back um, just to I mean, keep Brees Hall a little bit more healthy? I mean, Brees Hall never got the lion's share of the work. It was He was splitting it for the most part with Carter, and then he started to get like more of a 60-40 split. So I would not be surprised. Maybe Michael Carter is the one that gets phased out, um, and they go with Bam and Brees, which actually has a nice ring to it. Um so we'll Brees see. And Bam, Bam and Brees. I, especially him coming off a major knee injury with the ACL and other stuff. I think that, um, yeah, Zonovan could have a role and be fantasy relevant like a Herbert um, to Montgomery. So, yeah, I think that's an that's an interesting take. And I could definitely see that happening, especially in today's NFL. There's oh, very yeah. few guys that touch the ball 20 plus times at the running back position. So, all right, let's keep it rolling. We're going to talk Bengals. And Browns. The Bengals win this one pretty easily. Joe Burrow finally beats the Cleveland Browns in his career. 3-0 against the Chiefs, 0-4 against the Browns. That's today's NFL. It's really weird, and I don't understand it. But he finally beats them 23-10. Big story in this one we talked about. T. Higgins with the hamstring injury, missing time. Tyler Boyd with the finger. So you know what that means. It was yeah. Jamar Chase season. Yeah. 10, 10 for 119 and a touchdown. The touchdown was funny. He caught it and it was like, he didn't even expect it to be there when it was. He like accidentally caught it. He was like, oh, look, I just got a touchdown. It was actually oh, kind of funny. How about that? Oh, look at this. Uh, Burrow has a pretty nice day overall. Doesn't throw for over 300 yards. Didn't have to in this one, to be honest. Samaje Pirine snipes a touchdown from Joe Mixon. And then for the Browns, I thought Deshaun Watson didn't look terrible today. He right. went 26 of 42 for 276 and one. He looked more comfortable. You know, the Bengals defense is a good unit and, you know, the Bengals are at home. I thought Watson looked like he was getting more comfortable, looked like he was adapting to the game speed again. So I liked what I saw out of Deshaun today. And then the story of the day for the Browns offense, you know, Nick Chubb was quiet. So was uh, Kareem Hunt. It was really Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku. So Donovan Peoples-Jones 12 targets, 8 for 114. <laughs> Amari Cooper only 2 for 42 on 7 targets. And then Njoku, 7 for 59 and a touchdown, which was great. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's a guy that I got kind of like as a throw-in in the league that we're in together, James, in comic book. Dirt I, cheap. I traded DeAndre Hopkins away. 
I got Donovan Peoples-Jones, Devin DuVernay, and a 2024 first-round pick. I'm super excited about that deal, not only because I want to get away from Hopkins because he's an aging asset, but I love DPJ, especially with Deshaun Watson, and then getting a 24 first too, especially with all the players that are going back to school that'll be available in 2024. That's looking like a smash. Yeah, and I can only see Donovan Peoples-Jones stock just continue to rise with Deshaun Watson. This is the kind of breakout that we were hoping would happen He's been for so Donovan Peoples-Jones. So consistent. He's always on the field, always plays at least 85% of the snaps, and he catches his targets. Yes, I mean, he missed four today, big deal. But first time he's been over 100 yards, uh, I believe, this season. I yeah. think that's right. He's up to 45 receptions on the season for 637 yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets closer to, we've got, what, four games left? He could get a 1,000-yard season. Oh, yeah. And, I'm not and saying I it's think a bold take, to, but I think he could do him, it. It's up to him and Deshaun Watson, really. We always, I always pegged him as that Wolf, Will Fuller-type receiver for Deshaun Watson, the guy that's going to go out, speedster, and break open the deep part of the field. Amari Cooper is the more contested catches uh contested catch route uh, runner specialist precision. route runner corner of the end zone kind of guy yeah um and uh, donovan people's jones really filling in his role nicely in his second year so i'm happy about yeah that. and the bengals passing game with no um with no higgins and no boyd it was all jamar chase he had 15 targets the next highest targeted player was samaj p ryan with five and trent taylor with four and then we saw crikey trenton Irwin catch a long touchdown <laughs> and he had 58 yard not interested in trenton Irwin. uh by the way i just thought it was funny um yeah so i i think you know seeing david and joku come back and be healthy the tight end position, let's be honest, sucks. Um, so Njoku comes back, has a tight end one day. Love to see it. I love Njoku. I love to see that he got targeted a ton from Watson. Not the highest tight end day, though. No, Ooh, I can't wait we'll, to go for that matchup. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you worry, my friend. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Texans and the Cowboys. We talked a little bit about this game earlier. The Texans were leading all the way until the end of the fourth quarter. Oy vey. The Cowboys come back and win. So annoying. Uh, you know, it was Davis Mills and Driscoll. Mills threw uh, 21 passes. Driscoll threw six. Damian Pierce scored a touchdown, 78 yards on the ground. Early, early touchdown. Like, it yep. was a turnover, and he just punched it in. Yeah. And from a passing game, so there was no Nico Collins in this one, no Brandon Cooks. They threw the ball uh, 24 times. Chris Moore garnered 11 of those targets, caught 10 of them for 124 yards out of nowhere. And then Amari Rogers even caught a touchdown. Remember him? Wow. Uh, remember him? Remember him? He got picked up, picked up off of waivers, right? Didn't Green he Bay did. Green him? Bay left. Ooh. Let him go. They're like, Seems too like many... they could use a receiver to I know. Green Bay. They're like too many A Rogers on the team. We got to get rid of Amari. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So he catches a touchdown. Cool. Philip Dorsett gets a few targets. Just a. The, I mean, the defense played really well for Houston. That's the story here. Yes. For Dallas, Tony Pollard, man. Tony Pollard does Tony Pollard things. Two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. Zeke, you know what the thing is? They they tend to share between Zeke and Pollard. There's enough of, for both of them. Zeke scores a touchdown as well and gets you like 16 fantasy points, which is more than enough. Um, the disappointing one today was CeeDee Lamb only going for five for 33 on six targets. Dalton Schultz has a nice game. Noah Brown has a nice game. Gallup dropped a touchdown, um, which debatable i thought he secured it all the way to the ground and then he lost it in the end zone whatever um i'm not salty so yeah i mean i thought dallas's offense definitely struggled Dak didn't look great until the last drive what did you think of this game james 
Uh, same on that point. Uh, I was hoping that it was going to be a blow. I, I had assumed it was going to be a blowout, and it wouldn't have mattered really too much. But if same you look here. at the box score, it's like, wow, uh, Houston really stuck it to them. Even at one and eleven and one, you know, versus a ten and three team like the Dallas Cowboys, it's just amazing. But um, I'll rehash on what you said about the Tony Pollard Zeke thing. We all hoped that it wouldn't matter too much about Tony Pollard, and it doesn't. Apparently, he has pretty much the running back one on this team now, and they're using Zeke more at the goal line than than anything else. But like we said, they're both relevant. They're both fantasy relevant when they're healthy. And the big surprise today for me was Noah Brown. Yeah, you know, four four receptions on six targets, eighty five yards. He did have over a forty yard touchdown. Yeah, like a, he had a fifty one yard catch. Yeah, and and that's gonna hurt Michael Gallup. Yeah. So then to see Michael Gallup only catch two receptions on six targets, yes, he dropped the the, the touchdown, which would have saved his day for fantasy. Mm-hmm. But Noah Brown caught his touchdown. So that's, shout, that's shout out to Tyler. J- James Washington was back today. He got a target. Yeah, he got one target. That was Tyler's guy was James Washington. He loved him some James Washington. Mm-hmm. Cool. He's eating crow on that one, right? Yeah. yeah. He's on the Dante Moncrief Hill, I think, somewhere <laughs> laying next to him. All right. Let's move on to uh, what I thought was going to be an absolute offensive shootout. Now, there was, you know, there was 57 points in this game, so it wasn't bad. But the Lions and the Vikings, this game, frustrating for some fantasy owners, which I oh, completely gosh. understand. If you had Dalvin Cook, yeah. If you had Dalvin Cook or you had DeAndre Swift or Jamal yep. Williams or even uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, 6 for 68, meh. Uh, but the story for the Vikings, not only was it Dalvin Cook's struggles, 15 carries for 23 yards, only catching one pass in the passing game, very frustrating because you're probably start starting Dalvin Cook against the Lions and thinking, oh, 100 yards, easy. No, it was really tough sledding for Dalvin Cook today. He did put that sick move on Deshaun Elliott for the touchdown. That was nasty. Um, but Kirk Cousins throws for 425 yards. Cousins look good. And it yeah. was just, it was Justin freaking Jefferson. He scored me 36 points in the league and didn't have a touchdown. Like, yeah. that's nuts. 11 for 223 on 15 He was just ripping targets. that defense up. Like, they could not stop him. Okuda didn't know what to do. He is Okuda made some really bad plays in that game, by the way. Uh, Jefferson is incredible. Hawkinson has a nice revenge game. Six for 77 did have a fumble at the end there on a lateral play. And then, yeah. And then Adam Thielen, seven for 65 and a touchdown. Osborne caught a touchdown. Um, but it was, I mean, Jefferson just continues to ball out Detroit though. What Detroit showed us is that they don't have to rely on Deandre Swift. They don't have to rely on Amon Ross St. Brown. They're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to show you some Justin Jackson. He's going to get a touchdown. We're going to show you some DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. We're going to show you some Josh Reynolds. We're going to show you some Jamison Williams running past the defense because the safety was asleep at the wheel. What a broken play. And I'm happy for Jamison Williams. I mean, he he got two targets in this game. And first NFL broken play was a touchdown. And yep. it, it was great to see Jamison Williams out there. Looked healthy. Also was running uh, a little bit of jet sweep actions. Went on on his second target. That's where yep. he was scrambling across the side, the back end rather. So, yeah, it, he looks promising moving forward. Um, but you may have to wait a little bit longer before you can actually start him in your lineups. James, I was told all week on Twitter and on different fantasy podcasts that DeAndre Swift was back and he's going to get the majority of the workload. Um, how much was I lied to? Uh, you were extremely <laughs> lied to a lot. Um, 
you know, last week DeAndre uh, Swift had over a 60% snap share, and I was like, it's go time. He's back same. 100%. And I was even starting to fade Jamal Williams and because I was nervous. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to happen. DeAndre Swift is going to come back in. But it was in this game where they kind of didn't need to dump dump it down to the yeah to the because running back. It's because Minnesota's secondary is so bad. Wide receivers run open. Yeah, even with Cam Dantzler coming back in today, it was yeah, just right. a yeah. – I mean, Goff made it rain. 330 yeah. yards. He hasn't thrown like that in a long time. Here's a tip. If you have any fantasy players facing the Vikings in your fantasy playoffs, if you have a running back – Think about sitting them. The Vikings run defense is one of the best in the league, but they're a pass funnel. Like you can pass on them all day long. So just a little heads up because this is, you know, the, I think the third or fourth straight week that um, running backs have struggled against Minnesota, but pass catchers have been having a field day. So yeah, uh, I, li- I did like what I see. I saw out of Jameson Williams. It was nice to see him run free, catch a touchdown on his first catch. I'm not worried about him on Ross St. Brown still had nine targets, six for 68. He still looks great. It's nice to see DJ Chark get healthy, though. He's definitely a playmaker, and I like what I saw out of him, uh, you know, getting that long 48-yard touchdown. He's He's got an alpha profile. Now, he might only be in Detroit for this year, but he might be an interesting free agent signing. I would That's a guy I wouldn't mind going out and getting um, on the cheap if he can. Especially if they're in, infatuated with the fact that Jamison Williams is going to be the guy on the uh, perimeter. But I, I think they really do re-sign DJ Shark. I mean, he's done enough. He's shown enough. He looks committed. He looks like he's drinking the Kool-Aid in Detroit. And that and that is something that I love. Like, we've been waiting for DJ Shark to have somewhat of a resurgence after he got hurt in Jacksonville. And we yeah. finally have seen it come to fruition. Um, and speaking of Williams, my man, Mike Williams, just caught a touchdown. Let's move it on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Very nice. I like. All right. Oh, man, I don't want to go to the next game. Let's get into Jacksonville against Tennessee. Jacksonville wins this one pretty damn convincingly. 36 to 22. The Titans, they closed that gap at the end, but it wasn't even that close. Let's be honest. I'm going to say Jacksonville blew out the Tennessee Titans, and I think that's accurate. Trevor Lawrence coming off the injury from last week. You know, it was like, yeah, he's going to play. He's good to go. Trevor Lawrence flipping balled out again today. He is here. He is him. He is showing up. He he's making the second year leap undoubtedly 30 of 42, 368, three touchdowns. Um, Travis Etienne, I knew this was not going to be a great game for Etienne. The Titans are much like the Minnesota Vikings, play really good run defense, but their pass defense is sus, as the kids would say. Oh, yeah. So the story though, oh. other than Trevor Lawrence, James, <laughs> James, can you go. tell me Let's can you tell me go. what the story is here for the Jags? And I'm not talking about Zay Jones, who had a nice game. Oh, no. I mean, that is part of the story. The part part of the story is that Zay Jones did outscore fantasy wise Kirk, Christian Kirk, who everybody thinks yes. Christian Kirk is the one. But I, I think this offense is. is going to run through ETN, Trevor Lawrence and my man, Evan Ingram, 15 oh. flipping targets and what? 11 receptions for what? 162 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler, suck it. Out of control, Evan Ingram today. Like, where has this been his whole career? Can he do this more often? Like, that'd be. Great. I told you guys in the preseason, and yes, it was the hot take episode where I said that Evan Ingram would be a top five fantasy tight end by the it's end. It's gonna of the be season, close, but it's gonna be really, really <laughs> close. close. I mean, the writing was on the wall. If you Gross. really think about it, we we've seen Zach Ertz, we saw Dallas Goddard, 
in the Doug Peterson offense for years and years. He loves being able to utilize Evan Ingram, and he faced Evan Ingram twice a season. So he knows his capabilities. This just made sense. It lined up, and we are starting to see it all collaborate together. Trevor Lawrence on the same page, Evan Ingram on the same page, actually catching targets. And Zay Jones spreading the field week after week. And yes, he didn't have a good week last week, but I loved Zay Jones, what he was doing when he was with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I was happy when he came over to Jacksonville because I knew it was going to be a new fresh start. And Christian Kirk doesn't spread the field. He plays that slot role. So, yeah, I still like Kirk quite a bit. I think he's still a wide receiver one on the season. But Zay Jones, yeah, that catch that he had off that deflection. When I was watching it live Great. and laser focused in my, uh, my uh, aunt's fiance, I was watching it with him and he's like, Oh, that's not a touchdown. I go, that's a touchdown. And then they showed it. He's like, Holy crap. That is a touchdown. I'm like, I told you I got, I got Hawkeyes. I should be a referee. Anyway. Do you so do that too? When you, pl- when you watch football, do you be like, Oh, yep. That was holding Oh, Yep. That's pass interference. Do you, do you yell at the TV screen? Um, like that? Sometimes I don't watch. I, I don't watch. I can sit there like and tell the history do. of the announcing. Like I, I can sit there and, you know, the announcers are about to say something. I say it and then they repeat what I say. My wife hates it. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch jumps. football like normal people do. A lot of people will just watch the ball. I actually watch everything but the ball. Yeah, typically. So that's just how I watch football. I know it's a little bit different. Um, let's talk about Tennessee. Derrick Henry started out on fire in this one. I think he had two or three yards rushing in the second half. Like yeah. Jacksonville's defense stepped up in the second half. Uh, Henry had a costly fumble. He had a long run, fumbled it. Josh Allen grabbed it like, like, Oh, look at this and grabbed it. It was a really nice play. Uh, I want to talk about my boy, Chig. Chig yeah, Blanco, I've talked Started about him today. on this podcast for a long time and six targets caught all six for 45 yards, had a touchdown, even had a rush. He's that athletic. They can use him kind of like how they use John U. Smith had a two point conversion some, as well. And yeah, and give him some rushes. So I loved what I saw out of Chig. Now, Traylon Burks was out in this one because of a concussion. You know, Bob Woods got some work. Westbrook Aquina caught a touchdown. Austin Hooper, cool. I, you know, there's nothing sexy about this Tennessee Titans passing offense, but I loved what I saw out of Aquanco, especially in the tight end landscape that we are, where it's just not great. I mean, if you don't have Chig Aquanco on your rosters, especially in tight end premium, you're doing it wrong. We talked about him until we were blue in the face all season, and now it has finally come up, and he's having this breakout season, even with Austin Hooper getting five targets and mm-hmm. receiving and catching all five for 68 yards. We saw Chig Aquanco just steady as he goes. He is a target that Ryan Tannehill is looking for in the offense, especially with Traylon Burks out. One hundred percent. Let's move on to your team, James. I'm going to let you break this one down. Oh, man, you could just break my neck because that's what happened with Saquon Barkley. He came into the game with a neck injury um, and I was afraid to start him, but I did because it's Saquon Barkley and, you know, nine carries, 28 yards, only two receptions for 20. He is not the spotlight of the game. It was just the game was over by halftime. Like the Eagles are just amazing. Um, I will reflect on Isaiah Hodgins. I brought him up last week on the pod. Mm-hmm. Once again, four for 38 and a touchdown, two point conversion on six targets. He's being looked for in the offense by Daniel Jones. And I think it continues till the re- for the rest of the season, uh, especially with Wandell. They got no one else, too. So is out. Yeah, we saw Richie James come back to life uh, today, but um, I'm staying away from that one. He's going to be hot and cold. On the other side of the ball, 
I never thought Devontae Smith would outscore A.J. Brown uh, fantasy-wise. It was close. It was close. Uh, One touchdown, five receptions on eight targets for 64 yards. A.J. Brown, four for 70 and a tutty. They just get it done. The Eagles get it done. But I think the big news, obviously, and I probably should have let off with this, was Miles Sanders. And we talked about this a little bit on pre-show. Miles Sanders is just doing his thing. With this RPO system that um, I can't even remember the name, Nick Nick Sirianni. Sirianni, yeah, Sirianni. Yeah, Sirianni. He's one, isn't, Sirianni. He family? isn't he yeah. family? He's an Italian from Indianapolis. Hey, oh no, <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni is just running this awesome package with uh, Jalen Hurts at the helm, and it just seems like they, they no one has an answer for them except for Washington that one week. And 17 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Also had one reception on, on three targets, 11 yards there. They're just going to continue to steamroll teams. And I'm I'm here for it. The only thing that makes me nervous is they start taking Jalen Hurts out of the game. And I wonder with the record that they have, I believe they just clinched the division uh, today. It's It's pretty much sealed up. Yeah, how much are we going to see Jalen Hurts in the fantasy playoffs this year get pulled in the second half? That's what makes me nervous because a lot of teams are in the playoffs because of Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders for that point. Yeah, I mean that typically doesn't have a tendency of happening that normally. So something to keep an eye on. Obviously, I mean they pulled him in the second half today well they won 48 to 22 yeah it was already i mean it was pretty bad at that point it was like i mean tyrod taylor led the giants in rushing and he he came in like the game (laughs) let's be honest like (laughs) he he went five of five for 47 and a touchdown that's all i'm saying yeah and no qb controversy there we'll see can you believe that tyree kill just had a fumble recovery for a touchdown i need him to not score points jesus he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown that's what it says I'm winning by three points now in a matchup I really need to win. I am. Scared. How does he do that? He picked it up off the ground and just I ran guess. With it? I don't know. Man, I'm... they should just do that all the time. Like throw it to the guy ahead of him and just drop it on the on the ground know. and just have him pick it up and run with it. I don't want to talk about it. All right, let's move on to this slog of a game. Baltimore wins sixteen to fourteen over the Steelers. Baltimore moves to nine and four, but their offense is just so bad. But their defense is good. Pittsburgh continues to struggle. They've been running the ball better up until this week. Yikes. It was not good. 3.3 yards a carry. Najee Harris did get a touchdown. We talked about Pickett getting hurt. He only threw one pass in this one before getting hurt. Yeah, Um, he was out out pretty fast. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, 6 for 82. Had a couple of end zone looks. Didn't convert. George Pickens caught a long one for 42 yards. And then my boy Pat, he got in the end zone finally for the second time this season. Friermuth. Scores a touchdown, so you love to see that. But this Pittsburgh offense, the way that they're playing, it's it's going to be a bit of a struggle for everyone involved, I think. Trubisky did give them a little bit of juice, I thought, in the passing game once he came in. And then for Baltimore, Huntley gets knocked out. Um, really, the story was they ran the ball 42 times, only threw it 17. And they activated J.K. Dobbins yesterday. He comes in today, 15 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. He had a long 44-yard run. You could definitely tell that he's J.K. Dobbins coming off of a knee injury. Finally, um, Because like he should have outrun the guy, but I'm like, all right, I'll give him a pass because I know he's not 100%. <laughs> um, Gus Edwards, 13 for 66. He was relevant as well. But pass catchers, man. Mark Andrews, 2 for 17. Ugh. 
your tight end two on the season, it's been rough. It's Travis Kelsey and log out week to week. Like, let's be honest, unless you start Evan Ingram on the random week that he pops off for a career game. I think you could actually add Fryermuth to that ad list because <clears throat> if Kenny Pickett's going to be out at least next week because of the concussion, we saw Trubisky spoon feed Pat Fryermuth targets after targets, six targets in this one. And if we remember back when Trubisky was the starter, Fryermuth started out with a great season. And now we're sitting here seeing it all over again. Trubisky targets the tight end. He did it with Jimmy Graham in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a chance to target anybody in in Buffalo. But um, he's definitely doing it again for Pittsburgh. And going down the stretch, Fryermuth is going to help some people win some championships. Yeah, and Fryermuth already has like a 24% target share on the season. So um, one of the best target shares at the position. So it's just a matter of time. You know, there he was due for some positive regression in the touchdown category. Um, as far as the Ravens go from here on out, I mean, you start Andrews and hope he does Andrews things. And now it looks like you're going to start JK Dobbins every week because they gave him the majority of the carries and he looked pretty good and he produced. So, yeah, I mean, going up against Cleveland next week, Atlanta, and then Pittsburgh again. Woo! That I could mean, be a, that could that be a is, league winner, J.K. Yeah, Dobbins. it could turn things around. I'm really excited to have him in one of my dynasty leagues that I may have just clinched the bye. We'll see. Nice, that Mike nice. Williams touchdown might have just helped me out very, very much. And uh, I have J.K. Dobbins there. Um, I can't wait to start. I have Dobbins. I have Dobbins in a couple of leagues that I've been doing well in. So yeah, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out there. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs against the Broncos. This game, thirty-four twenty-eight, looks a lot closer than it actually was. And I give credit to Denver. They were down twenty-seven twenty-eight to nothing, um, and they crawled back in this one. And mostly because Russell Wilson started to look like Russell Wilson again. 247 yards throwing, three touchdowns, did have a pick. He did get hurt, as we talked about earlier. He had 57 rushing yards. You love to see that. They didn't do anything else on the ground. Mike Boone left the game um, with a leg injury, got carted off. We saw Marlon Mack. Marlon Mark. Dude, Look. finally. Like, I mean, uh, let me stop you right there because I was all in on Latavius Murray just running the ball, getting every single touch, and then Marlon Mack comes in and – just lights this reception. Sniper, up. no sniping. Oh my good, no snipe backs, man. He killed Latavius Murray for me today, and I'm so mad about it. Three yeah, Mar- Marlon Mack, 66 yard touchdown in this one. He went two for 62, but really, it was the emergence for Denver's passing game of Jerry Judy on nine targets, eight catches for 73, and a three pack of touchdowns. A career day for Jerry Judy. Patrick. Jerry Judy looked like he was playing with um, some purpose. And there was one play. He took off his helmet. He bumped a ref. Probably should have been ejected. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was all pissed off and passionate. And I was like, where has this been? Because I know Judy was like, a. he always seemed like kind of like, I don't want to call him like a bitch or anything, but he always seemed like a passive guy. To see this passion out of Jerry Judy, I was like, okay, all right. I dig this. I know you're not a big Judy fan. Nope. James. So you're probably like, sell, sell, sell. Oh, yeah. 100 freaking percent. <laughs> sell, 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 sell. Get him out of here. I mean, you got lucky this week up against the Chiefs defense that has been known to give up some points yeah. to opposing offenses. And we haven't really seen Denver do anything offensively up until now. It's I week think 28 14. points is a, is a season high in points. Oh, like yeah. Right? It's freaking week 14. And cool. with oh. Cortland Sutton out, of course, Jerry Judy was going to have a good game. You know, I, I talked about it on the pod this morning. 
um, I start sit. I'm like, yeah, Jerry Judy is going to have a great game. I didn't think he was going to go out and catch three touchdowns. No, no, no. But he was the main focal point of the offense for Russell Wilson. And uh, I don't know if it matters if Russell Wilson comes back in or not. I think he's still the the key offensive piece because we know Cortland Sutton just can't catch the ball. Oh, man. All right. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, sell Jerry Judy. Get get a boatload for him, especially after three-touchdown performance. All right, let's talk Chiefs here. Patrick Mahomes goes for over 300. Typical Mahomes things. Throws three touchdowns, but does throw three picks in this one, which was interesting. Isaiah Pacheco gets the bulk of the carries, 13 for 70 on the ground. Looked pretty good. Jarek McKinnon, I got a bone to pick because someone started him against me, and he scores three, two touchdowns? Two touchdowns, seven receptions, a buck 12. I was salty about it. It was all Pacheco's points. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster leads the way in targets with 11, catches nine of them for 74 and a touchdown. You love to see that. He's a couple weeks removed from the concussion now, and he looked like he was the number one guy. Kelsey missed a couple of long shots, uh, missed a touchdown, I think, too. Four for 71, which for Kelsey is a disappointment, but at the tight end position, you'll take that, I guess, um, because there's nothing else. But Pacheco did catch three passes as well, which was nice. Pretty, I mean... To see the usage for Juju, I think, if anything, it, it just solidified himself as a starter for me the rest of the season. What do you think, James? Uh, I guess you can go ahead and shoost yourself through the playoffs with Juju Schmishmooster. Schmishmooster. Uh Yeah, I mean, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 74 yards, and a tutty. Like, it, it should continue. If he could do this against Denver, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to continue to do it, and he may have just inked his next contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he said that he wants to stay there, so it will be interesting to see what happens there. All right, let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers absolutely obliterating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brock Purdy, 35. Tom Brady, 7. Tom Brady threw the ball 55 times, completed 34 passes, and only had 253 yards, threw a touchdown with two picks. Leonard Fournette, only four carries in this game. Rashad White, 13. Maybe give him more work. Just saying. Um, Fournette did catch six passes. Great. Um, where Rashad White caught five. There is a shifting of the tide here in this backfield. And to, to me, going forward, it should be Rashad White. It should not be Leonard Fournette. Um, and I think that Leonard Fournette, I know he signed a multiple-year deal. Uh, would not be surprised next year if it's Rashad White's backfield. So pass catchers, you can't trust any pass catcher outside of Chris Godwin, and even he was disappointing today, only going 5 for 54. Drop the touchdown. It got tipped in the back of the end yeah. zone, and Russell Gage winds up somehow catching it. Of course, I'm playing against Russell Gage in one of my leagues, and this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but Godwin is the guy you want in this offense. I think Mike Evans is a little bit older, and you know, we... You he had a long about, touchdown called back. You talk about shift of the guard. I think it's a whole team rebuild. And we just haven't started seeing it yet. Yeah. I mean, this is the remnants of their Super Bowl run. And yes, they added new young pieces like Rashad White. They went out. They got Kate Otten. But it's it's not looking good. And I think I believe Tom Brady was asked after the game, you know, what are you looking forward to doing after the season's over? And he said all options are on the table. He doesn't have a contract for next year. Um, I think he is done. I think he'll go somewhere else and play because he's a psycho. No, I think he just needs to sit in a booth, man, and call a game. I mean, it's perfectly fine. It would. I don't want to hear him call a game. It'll be. It'll be like watching a nun have sex for the first time. Like I'm good. Like I'm just fine. Like, they do I'm, that. 
I mean, no, that's why it would be weird to watch. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. I'm, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no nonsense. Yeah, very nice. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, his first career start. Yeah. Um, looked really good. QBR of 92. His rating was 134. 185 yards, two touchdowns. Also scored one on the ground. But the story for the Niners, obviously the Debo Samuel um, injury, but it was Christian McCaffrey. 14 carries, buck 19. The Tampa Bay defense, run defense, is a very good unit still. And McCaffrey just kind of carved him up. You know, he scored a rushing touchdown. He had a long, I think it was like a 38-yarder um, on the ground. And then he also caught a 27-yard um, touchdown through the air. So he was doing it back and forth. George Kittle continues to disappoint. I have unloaded all of my ownership of George Kittle and Dynasty. I hope you've done the same. If not, it's too late. You won't get what you could have got a year ago. Oh, yes. Just saying. Um, Ayuk catches a touchdown. Only had three targets in this one, um, even with Debo out. So that's a little bit worrisome. They didn't I don't need- think so, though, because they spread the ball around so much that even with Debo going out, you could still rely on Ayuk, and I think it, it'll just continue to grow. I'm fine with him as a flex or a wide receiver three going forward. I'm yeah. okay with. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm not going to put him in my, as my wide receiver one or two. You yeah. shouldn't. McCaffrey be, be, became the first player in the NFL this season to go over 700 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards. Um, so he's on Mr. two different teams. No. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's 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 Mr. Do It All, man. Like if you believed in McCaffrey, and I know in redraft I got him at the 105 and took him, and it's worked out. And if you if you bought him in dynasty, which I did do, I made a trade in a league that we're in and went out and got McCaffrey because I believed it's paying off. Um, now, obviously, the thing with McCaffrey, he's been relatively healthy this year so hopefully he continues to be that and maybe he helps you win your league this year so definitely yeah he's probably running back one off the board next year as well for redraft yeah i mean we'll we'll see where uh jonathan taylor ends the season i think Mm -hmm. um you know that'll be interesting to watch we'll be a talking piece in the offseason yes preview (laughs) all right let's get into our last game here it's the Panthers. Break up the Panthers. They're five and eight. They beat Seattle in Talk Seattle. About an underdog story. 30 to 24. The Carolina Panthers defense played well. They turned over Geno Smith a couple times through the air. There was no Ken Walker, no DJ Dallas. If you if you took the Tony Jones Jr. bait like I did in a league and James. Damn you, Adam Schefter. How yeah. dare you tweet out that he was going to be the starter? How dare you? Son of a bitch. Um, so Travis Homer gets nine carries for a paltry 26 yards. Woo. Uh, um, at least, you know, DK Metcalf and Lockett both got you a touchdown, which is great. Marquise Goodwin, five for 95 and a touchdown there. Ooh, he looks solid, man. He's fast as hell. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, Gino has three touchdowns, but throws two picks. It's not a terrible fantasy day. Um, hopefully Ken Walker will be back on Thursday against the Niners. Although that's not a great matchup. <laughs> no. And, and you know what the, the box score really doesn't tell the story here. I mean, yeah. It's closer than you, you would think, but Carolina led throughout this game and it was a quick turnover in the beginning and they just never looked back. Yep. Uh, you know, for the Carolina Panthers, they only had 120 passing yards. They ran the ball four to six times. They were like the Ravens today. They ran the ball 46 times. Chuba Hubbard, 14 for 74 and a touchdown. Dante Foreman, 21 for 74. Uh, Raheem Blackshear scores a touchdown, and he gets on the board as well. DJ Moore held without a catch. <laughs> That's big news here. Um, LaVisca Chenault leads the team in targets, receptions, and yards. With Shai four Smith caught his first touchdown. Yeah, with four receptions and 31 yards. It was just the passing game was ugly. Terrace Marshall has a beautiful catch in between the legs. Uh, what was it? 
who had that? Martavis Bryant had the in between the legs pin it to his leg catch back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, reminded me of that a little bit. Um, the Panthers offense is a bit ugly, but man, their defense got the job done and they ran the football and that's all they had to do. And I started Eddie Pinero today in a league. When I had to Let's go. Um, yeah, I think I think the Carolina Panthers just t- showed the whole league how to beat Seattle. Just run the ball down their throats. They can't stop the run. Um, and and that's it. As long as you can put up points against Seattle, you can pretty much beat them, but just by running the ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's their Achilles heel. It has been for the last handful of weeks. So that is going to wrap us up for week 14. Before we get out of here, though, you know, maybe your season is over and you didn't make the playoffs. And I'm some of I, my leagues are done. Same. And I hate to hear that, but you can still play fantasy football and you can do that by going on underdog.com. You can do some drafts. You can do a pick them. You can play prop bets, do all sorts of things. And when you use code DHH, they'll match up to $100. So if you put in 50, they'll give you 50, so on and so forth. Check it out. Underdog is awesome. If you want to keep playing fantasy, you want to win some money, you definitely can. I've put in some prop bets. I haven't hit on any big ones yet. I got six David Montgomery yards away from 100 bucks last week. Oh. I tilted just a little bit, Um, but it's a lot of fun to play. So if your season's done, you want to try to still be competitive, make some money and have fun with it. Definitely check out underdog. Lots of different ways to play. Lots of different sports to play as well. Once again, code DHH, they'll match up to a hundred dollars. James, you got anything uh, else before we get on out of here? No, I think that's it, man. Um, Saturday games coming up this week coming up. Uh, I think so. Or the following week for Christmas. I think it's the last two weeks. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so keep an eye out. Make sure you're checking your your news. It just uh, Pete Carroll was just asked about Ken Walker. He doesn't know if he's going to play yet, so just uh, some breaking news there. Keep an eye on it. Um, but, yeah, we got everything you need. Come on back next week. We're going to talk about how the first week of the playoffs went. We'll share our success stories. We'll share our failures. Because all, success sure we'll, stories. All, all success stories. All success. All, I'm sure all, we'll have a little bit of both. Until next week, I'm Doug. He's James. We're DHH. We'll talk to you later.